What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle from Magpie247 in Newcastle, our sixth. That's right. You didn't hear us wrong. You guys aren't going a bit funny. As we record this, we are sixth in the Premier League after a 3-1 win against Burnley last night. Um, there has been a lot of scepticism over um, the team recently with some bad performances, but um, this wasn't an exception to the rule last night. Newcastle played really well. Uh, me and Paul, who I'm joined by as always, uh, are going to talk for a bit. We're going to talk about where, uh, the best moments, the worst moments and everything in between. But um, Paul, first initial reactions to the 3-1 win last night. What do you think? <laughs> I, I literally, I mean, I'm I'm overjoyed. I've always said, look, at the end of the day, <laughs> when you, you're looking at Newcastle and you're watching Newcastle, if you see shite, you've got to call it. If you smell shite, say it's shite, right? But... At the same time, more than happy to give the credit where the credit is due. We want Newcastle to win. We don't want Bruce to to, to fail. You know, he wasn't my choice, your choice, anyone else's choice, but Lee Charney, who obviously has a bit of a, a fetish for X-Man United 90s rejects. Um, but yeah, last night it, it worked. It did well. Um, but the thing is, it's not rocket science. The team had a go had something about them. They got some shots away. They had some purpose. They looked like they were playing with a bit of a plan, uh, you know, with some swagger about them. Uh, and, yeah, we, we took shots at goal. And then the resultant thing from that, and it's it's a little bit of a rocket science thing, but we actually scored goals when we had shots at target. No. I know. It's, it's, it's a rocket it's science. Isn't it? it really, really is. It's up you know what I mean? It's training. Whoa. Revolutionary. Sad. Absolutely revolutionary. And the thing is, at the end of the day, Steve Bruce, made he listened. He's listened to the critiques. He can say all he wants and he can have his provide when the press conference says, do you think I'm lucky? Do you think I'm lucky and all this, that and the other? <laughs> but he's listened to the, to, to, to the comments because he's got them to be, you know, a little bit more uh, on the front foot. And with the greatest of respect to Burnley, at home, at St. James's Park, Newcastle United, Yes, we should be on the front foot. They haven't beaten us since the 1970s at home at St. James's Park. So why not get about it? I know the, the last couple of matches have been pretty turgid shit uh, against Burnley. We remember that was our last uh, game where we could actually attend, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I lost my shit and, and, and appeared on Sky. We were like, did you realise you're on the telly having a go? <laughs> but no, over the moon, over the moon. Um, and now it's now it's up to Bruce to get the consistency out, mate. I think that's it. Uh, me and you before we came on, we we're talking about the consistency. Um, I'm not really gonna. I, I say to me any 29 view thing that I did before this podcast, and um, that you know, it's I, I don't really want to praise. Bruce to the hill anymore over one game. I think he needs he needs to make his bread bread and butter now from putting a couple of wins together and having consistent performances because for every one of these good performances that come round around the corner is a shit show, is a, a drubbing, is a hammering. Do you know what I mean? So we need to we need to put them consistent consistent. In performances context, together. isn't it? Yeah. Um I mean he's given the big in all week. Um Oh, it, uh, it's not luck. It's not luck. Have I been lucky for twenty years? And he's been really poking a stick at the Newcastle fans, which has been really pissing us off about it. To be fair, um, yeah. Just, my, just... my my view my views from the van have been very much um, similar, Kyle. 
Yeah, I, I, I know I watch them, mate. So does everyone. Everybody else listens to watches, but um, yeah, it's it's just been he's been poking the stick all week and giving it the big one. And it's like, right, time, time to back up your words now. Wouldn't it be fair? Last night I feel he did. Um, it was a tight game for the most part, and what and quality players made the difference. Um, with what he went with, um, the the press conference before the match, like his interview with Sky, it didn't feel oh, so was... much optimism. Um, he's like four two three one four four two, whatever you'd like to call it. Yeah. It's like that's the man that knows what he's talking about. Potato, potato, really. <laughs> but we're we'll cut we'll come out, we'll start really well, to be fair. And uh, we're playing on the front foot, we're dominating the ball. Burnley don't have an answer for where they're trying to get the second balls, but we're beating them to every ball. And we'll, we'll get we'll get the early goal, Paul. And um, same maximum. I mean, I don't think me and you can talk about this loud enough. He's just on his different day. Different gravy. Yeah. As uh, Eddie Hearn would say, my darling, you with a headband, you are different gravy. Um he, he, he gets it into the middle of the park. He drives at the Burnley defence. And there's four and five of them. They're running into each other. They don't know how to handle him. He puts it on his left. He puts it on his right. And then he hammers a bare bottom right-hand corner away from the very poor, might I add, Nick Pope. But um, he still gets called up for England, doesn't he? Um, but a fantastic first goal uh, by Newcastle. And it really it, it really set where Paul we needed that early goal. And uh, Saint Max, yeah, it really did. Because with the week that we've had, struggling to get past Newport, um, which was pff, dreadful. Uh, the Tottenham game, which was a miracle in yeah. North London, <laughs> it was it was mental. But mugging um, wasn't it really yeah, mugging it, on both? We mugged both of them off. You know, if they were a little old lady, right, and we were some sort of street criminal, we'd have been locked up before now. For those two, <laughs> but you know we were lucky. We we got away. We got away with both. Um, and it, it is. It's it's a results business at the end of the day, and, and that's what I've said. But you know, entertainment wise, I've been screaming for just a little bit of enjoyment because recently, mate. I mean, that Newport game. I'd rather have stuck fawns in my eyes than to watch the majority of that game. I didn't um, even celebrate the goal. It, I was that frustrated no. when he scored. I was like, all right, okay then. Um, because. Yeah, just whatever, it was just, isn't it? It was just pure frustration. But um, on to on to more positive, I think. Uh, we started well. Great goal from Maximin. Um, they couldn't they couldn't handle him, Paul. They really couldn't get a hold of him. Um, Any time Phil Bardsley was within five yards of Maximin, he was trying to kick him. But that's what you get with Phil Bardsley. He's dirty, always, dirty, it, dirty he, bastard he is. Yeah, like. He always was. He always has. He always will be a horrible, dirty... Mac and bastard always will be, um, and that's what you get with Phil Bardsley. He kicks you up and down the park if he can't get anywhere near you. And Maximum had him on toast more than five or six times. That, that's the thing, though. The thing is, Dice came out and he's and he's whinged and bitched about protection from the referee and stuff like that. I was like, Have you got rose tinted spectacles on? You're absolute head case because he did, he kicked him. The entire the entire game, and where yeah. was the protection? I mean, I, I I literally I nearly rolled off the couch, fucking laughing in the second half when uh, I think it was Jamal Lewis got a book for a bit of a uh, it was a uh, it was a yellow card, but I thought where's that yellow card been for that piece of shit for the entire first forty five as he's kicked, 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 and kicked away. But you're right, they couldn't live with him. All they were needed for that first goal, if you watch it back, it's on it's on our page and it's on Newcastle's page as well. 
the goal from uh, from the other end of the stadium, so like behind ASM, and you've got Burnley players there all over the place, they're running into each other. If it had the Benny Hill music, it would have been literally <laughs> perfect. Um, but he, he had them on toast. He was absolutely just taking the piss. Uh, but yeah, ASM is literally the perfect um, combination of, of a player. He's like he was designed by a Jordy because, you know, he's entertaining on the pitch, off the pitch. He's got the goals, the tricks, the swagger, uh, the headbands. Um, you know, it, it it's an absolute uh, shining light and of just hope and um, possibilities for you know for the for the Newcastle fans. It's something to grasp onto and, and just just a whole day. And I know you're going to get onto the other uh, player as well, shortly Who oh, yes. uh, gives you that one? But um, yeah, it, I mean, I completely agree, mate. Maximin is just everything that we've needed and more for a long, long time. And I will to say pretty much the same about Wilson soon. But um, I mean, I, I still don't know how Bardsley didn't pick up a yellow card in this game, mate. The amount of times he was kicking everyone up and down the field. Um, the referee needed to protect what players last night, and he just didn't do that. Um, I complete another bottle job. But we'll get to half time, mate, and it's nil nil. It's nil nil. It's not. It's not nil nil. I've had a proper. Um, I've had a proper brain fart. It, it was one nil going into half time, but uh, to be fair to Burnley, they came out with a little bit more. Um, you knew the word. Just a little bit more urgency about them, and they were trying to win the second ball, and uh, they had a real, they had a real, real want to go and try and get this goal. And I think we dropped for twenty minutes, and the court were. For the bad twenty minutes that were played, because they were all over for this, uh, for this ah, small period of the game, and uh, they get a corner, and we struggle to deal with it. Croft doesn't clear it properly or uh, anything like that, and then it falls to Ashley Westwood. And to be fair, he hits it bloody oh. well, and it goes into the bottom corner. It was a, it was a really good finish, and I was and I was just thinking, flipping typical Newcastle, um, because we haven't woke up in the second half and adapted to their them going. I know what you were really thinking. I know uh, you're really thinking. You're thinking, how what the fucking hell has Steve Bruce said to these players at half time? <laughs> you're like, you know what I mean? Are, are they stuffed on bacon buddies, or, or what? What's what's the issue? But yeah, I, I personally think Dice he changed things, didn't he? He played a little bit more compact. He brought uh, who was playing on the left. He brought the lad who was playing on the on the left, just slightly more in to sort of play and uh, do a bit more uh, link up. I think. I can't remember who it was now as we're recording this, but it'll come, it'll come to me shortly. And, um, yeah, the, the difference that that made, they were just much, much better, much, much better, but uh, obviously still struggling along with the players that they had injured, and I think that's their Achilles heel at the moment, the injuries yeah. and the players they've got missing. Aye, well, it was it was a well-taken goal by Ashley Westwood, Aye. and the one thing he gets um, shot for um, by critiques would be doesn't score enough goals. If he keeps doing that, uh, <laughs> I guess Burnley fans won't be complaining about him. But to be fair to Newcastle, I think this this really was the the winning formula for us. Um, how we responded to conceding that goal because usually Newcastle drop their heads, the team ends up on top of them, and they have wave on wave on wave, and they end up scoring again, a bit like Brighton did uh, in the early goings. They score once, they realise their heads have dropped, and we haven't woke up yet, and they score a second. But uh, Newcastle, to be fair, we responded really well. Uh, we we'll get the we we'll get the second goal to make it two one slow uh, a couple of minutes after their goal, 
Maximin. Uh, Croft heads the ball into Maximin. Uh, brilliant on the right on the right hand side. He leaves Charlie Taylor. I mean, this poor bloke. He's uh, he's he, he's he's got it's family. Like he, he's got family, and he does that to him in public. Uh, he just he just drifts past him. Uh, like nothing's a matter. <laughs> Just a brilliant bit of skill. But the pass into Wilson um was absolutely phenomenal, Paul. It really was. Um drilled across, uh, across the box. Just uh, just absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's them type of goals I really missed Newcastle not scoring last season. Not the not, not a striker that can score worldies or anything like that that'll come, but Callum Wilson being on the edge, edge of the last defender, right, getting him behind, knowing where to run, beating the offside trap, because I thought it was initially offside, uh, the goal, when I seen it like in live time. But he proved it wasn't. It was it was fantastic ball in and just being in the right place at the right time. And Callum Wilson, with uh, what was at the time his third and four games, brilliant, brilliant goal. He didn't do much in terms of general play. But when Newcastle were on the attack, he knew where to be. He knew when to run. He knew when to hold up a pass. He knew when to. He, he just knew what to do, and that is something Newcastle can, missed yeah. for so so long. Like, so <laughs> um, I, I, we have we, we haven't had a centre forward who's been able to move like uh, Wilson can since I think maybe Denver Bar or like Remy. That type of movement that can get you in between defenders and stuff. I mean, you can talk it's about. Smart, Ron, you, you you can talk about Rondon maybe, um, or Dwight Gale even in the championship, but this is like more. This is a much high, This is a much higher level of being able to be a centre forward in the Premier League, and Wilson's got that experience. And I think for twenty million, mate, it's got snip. to be. It, it's an absolute snip. I mean, Sheffield United have just paid twenty three and a half million for Rian Brewster, who hasn't played a Premier League game. You look at um, transfers down the years. Bournemouth play, paid. Uh, 18, 19 million for Dominic Solanke. Um, these pl- like twenty million has been a has been <laughs> it's been an Achilles heel for some teams when they've been buying players. Not for Newcastle, Colin Wilson, like brilliant bit of business by us. Um, and we'll go he, to he, one. He, he, the thing is, though, he's exactly what we said. He's literally a Ron Seal job. He's been there. He's done it. He's got the experience. He knows how to play it. He's proven in the league. By proven players, and they don't need the time to sit there and adjust and to get used to stuff and this, that, and the other. Stop buying just constant a conveyor belt of well, he might be able to be good enough, or we're taking a punt, or we're getting a bit of a cheapie in here. Uh, you know, you've got to you've got to mix it up and sign some proven quality, and hopefully. Uh, with Charlie and Ashley there watching, it proves a point that not every player has to be 21, 22 with an, uh, you know, with, with a sell-on fee, you know, because exactly. a player like Callum Wilson, keep him for the rest of his uh, career. If he stays fit and he stays well, he will score goals because of the football intelligence he's got. His movement is fantastic. He doesn't waste a lot of energy on the football uh, football pitch. He just happens to get where he needs to to keep his ratios up and yeah. stuff. But that second goal when ASM moved, the way he moved, it it was like, it was like, it, it just literally floated. It, it just didn't seem to, it was so smooth, we're running, and he just literally seemed to be pulling away, pulling away, pulling away. And, you know, a lot of people when he first came were saying, you like him, but you won't like his delivery. And I think he's really worked on it and improved it. It was a beauty of a cross. And as soon as the cross left the, if, literally the second it left his boot you're like Wilson 
just smash it, just bury it. Uh, and the roof would have been lifted off last night if there was fans allowed in, like uh, some other establishments. Um, oh, we would have just been desperate to have been there. That sort of goal uh, with the atmosphere and, you know, under the lights and stuff like that would have been fantastic. But uh, that knocked the absolute stuffing out of Burnley at that point, right? Oh, you did. Uh, I don't think Burnley had an answer because they, yeah. they'd given us their best for 20 minutes and will bounce back. Because uh, if anything, they should have been in the ascendancy after the uh, after the equalised, but they just they just weren't there, mate. But not long after that again, Newcastle go 3-1 up through a, through a penalty. We've had two penalties in two games, which is... Um, if, you look pre- if, if you look at what previous two penalties over the time gap, it's about a year and a half. <laughs> but um, now we've got two penalties in two games. and Because we're on the front foot. <laughs> Ryan Fraser, to be fair to him, he capitalised on a mistake from uh, Hope. No, Nick Pope, who made a couple of mistakes I... in this game. Nick Pope for England, you're having a flipping giraffe. But um, he, he, he forced a mistake from him. Uh, Hope has... I keep calling him Hope. Pope has to, um, <laughs> has to foul him. And uh, to clear a penalty, and the confidence of Callum Wilson just oozes arrogance and confidence, and I love it. Uh, just Penenga's the goalkeeper, middle of the goal, goes and kisses the t- uh, kisses the camera. Um, most of the Geordie crowd who's watching on the telly are kissing the telly back or kissing the phone or whatever they're watching on. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> four, that makes it four goals in four games, and he, he is like he's the real deal. Um, he's obsessed, isn't he, with scoring? Because it's like even now. When he's talking, and he, he, talking after the game, he's like, "Yeah, I've got four and four, but I missed that header uh, against Brighton." And he's like, he's probably beating himself up over the ones that he's missed. Yet he's got four and four, and we're just like, we're not used to this. We used to, you know, um, with the greatest of respect, the Hostelus of this world and the Cisco's, and you know, this, that, and the others. But yeah, he's such a goal whore. It's unbelievable. Brilliant to say. Love it. Love yeah, it. It is. It's it's brilliant. I mean, to put it in the context, he's he's beaten himself up about goal number five last season. Joel and I'm not I'm not gonna um shit on Joel Linton again, don't worry. I'm I'll, I've got some praise for from for him soon. But when he played up front, it was two league goals in thirty-eight. So for me, you know, that's kind of what we've been used to. Um and for Wilson to be saying, oh, I wish I had number five. I should have number five. It's nice to see. It's nice to see that hunger. It's nice yeah. to see that confidence. And it's nice to see That's that fresh air, isn't it? In the line. Yeah, because you, you look at the players that we've got behind the striker. You've got Miggy, you've got uh, Maximin, you've got Fraser now. You know, you've got the you've got all you've got all these talented players that are able to create and they've now got a striker that they can feed the ball into. Because last season there was so much frustration, Miggy. Um, and ASM being able to get all these passes into the box and the striker just not being there. Whereas now I think we've got a striker that is going to be there and is going to be able to take these chances. But um, yeah, I can't, I can't I speak t- it higher, Wilson. I can't. I'll tell you something, chalk and cheese to Andy Carroll's performance against Newport. Um, that is yeah. how you're supposed to lead the line. That is how, you, you know what I mean, with Wilson, that you do stuff. And there's no wonder that you know, Andy Carroll hasn't scored since what? I think it's 2018, his last goal for West Ham, which I remember him coming off the bench and equalising. I think it was against Stoke for West Ham. Um, yeah. You know, in the last game, Andy Carroll, when he was playing, uh, I said before, uh, in, in the, the the man, you know, the view from the van, he had the turning capabilities of a Renault Spass and the, uh, <laughs> the speed of a house brick. And, um, you know, comparing that, again, to Callum Wilson, 
no wonder the Newcastle fans are literally pouring out all the love and adulation for you know Callum Wilson when you've just watched an Andy Carroll performance. So static, no movement, um, and he looks as if he's literally seized up and all of his bones have like you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like giving in and then you go to Callum Wilson uh, it's just you know so 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 refreshing and fantastic and it's exciting to be able to talk about a striker who has potential to be getting into an international squad who can score double figures uh, you know as long as he stays fit season yeah. after season uh, so yeah absolutely brilliant but the, obviously we'll get on to other players shortly but there were some brilliant performances last night and some personal best um, yeah. as well. I, I, I certainly agree, mate. I mean, if you look up and down the team, the one player I do want to praise is actually um, Emil Croft. Um, I've, 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 no, I've never been one for praising him. Um, I think it's the <laughs> first time since, I think it's, uh, first time since uh, Bournemouth when he played well against them. When Cher got injured, and I hope Cher's okay, I think he tweeted out that he is going to be okay and his shoulder's not nearly as bad. So he's probably just got a bruised shoulder at most chair. Oh, so that's, 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 uh, that's looking good. But uh, when Croft went centre back against Chris Wood and uh, Ashley Barnes, I was thinking, my God, uh, um, it's going to be a, it's going to be it's going to be a tough task. But he handled himself brilliantly, Paul. He did so well. He um, he assisted um, Maximin, who then assisted the goal. Um, he showed great composure at the head of the ball out, and you know he didn't make any mistakes. Swedish um, capo, did you say? Thought <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> I, I thought I, but um, yeah, I think I, I think he's just I, I think he's, turning, he's starting to turn a corner, and I think it's been a right right decision by the by the club to give him another season. Um, is do we still need a right back? I feel yes, but. Um, Croft playing like that will, will will give us a lot more reassurance. Mm. I think as fans, seeing it'll the right push Yedlin out the door as well. I think I think Yedlin's going to be leaving it anyway, Paul. To be honest, I think yeah. with Manquil playing well, and I think with Croft having the performances he's had because he played all right at right back against. Um, well, no, I, I, I think he played some part against Tottenham, didn't he? He did play mm. some part. Um, He's, I think he's, he's a good decent. professional as well, Kyle. At the end of the day, you know, he, he's co- he comes in, he comes out, he does a job, he doesn't get the tit on. Uh, I think he has taken time to adjust to the physicality and the different demands of this league. But again, like we've said before, lots of imports do, and that's why we've suggested you should buy the Ron Seal, uh, you know, uh, approach, which is all you know, ready to go, does what it says yeah. on the tin. But yeah, last last night the player, one of. Well, one of several players, but certainly Kraft to me straight away. I was like, this is his best game. There's just no doubt about it. To to go from right back to centre back is difficult. It's a totally different kettle of fish. Uh, and I was shit myself like you were with Chris Wood and everything because that man is quiet as well at right yeah. back. Uh, McNeil because McNeil uh, has so many assists for them, but he he never got a look in with Kraft there. Um, it, it full back and then it centre back. Even even handled the physical side really well. So I tell you also it was a corner. It was that mm-hmm. uh, next to him, Fernandez. That lad could head fucking bricks. He could. He could head bricks away. Um, yeah, he, he was brilliant. Hard as hard as nails. Absolutely hard as nails. But yeah, he could. He could head bricks away all day long. He was fantastic beside him. Um, 
Jamal Lewis got on the overlap as well. Yeah. I think, I think the back four so, as as a four last night were really solid. They dealt with mm-hmm. um Fabian Share was good. really well. Uh, even Share, who was playing a little bit of the game on a sore shoulder just after an operation, uh, he handled himself brilliantly as well. Um, but I think Burnley made it their mission to injure as many players as possible last night, but they cried over um, a nudge for the first goal, um, which is bizarre to me. But um, a couple of honourable mentions as well. I thought Hayden carried himself well in the midfield. I, other than Aye. the goal, actually, Westwood didn't get a look in. Um, I thought Shelby was okay. I mean, for someone who likes um, on-the-ground football, uh, John Joe Shelby, he did play a lot of long passes last night, so I, find, I found that a little bit ironic, but I digress, he played well. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Fraser came on and did really Joel well. Linden. Uh, Joel Linden. Joel Linden, um, most definitely. He has added... He's had a, 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 We talk about consistency for Bruce, Kyle. We talk about yeah. consistency for Bruce. Joe Linton has found a niche. He's found a position. He's uh, which we, we've we've screamed for for ages. May I add about yeah. this position? But he has found a way. And it, what I like about him, he he gets back. He'll put the tackles in. He'll get forward. He has the engine. He has the physique to be able to get all around the pitch. And he did that all last night. Um. And he epitomises what you want. You know, yeah, yeah, things might not be going great for him in terms of goals and stuff like that. But we've said all along, you know, on here and in our previous uh, guys, that um, he's not a striker. No. But, you know, the performances that Bruce is getting out of him is fantastic. This is clearly what Bruce has seen on the training pitch all of the time. But last night, I thought Joe Linton was bloody great. He put a shift in and... And Joe Linton against Burnley would be a team that I'd worry about Joe Linton playing against because of their physical He showed his physical stature last night. He held Aye. the ball up. He competed. He did what he had to do, and he did and he did really well. Um, it's just about consistency for me with Joe Linton putting a couple of performances together and just showing that work ethic because he will gain a lot more respect by Newcastle fans for that. And I think there is one there is one player though that I know you're going to be getting to that didn't have the best tonight, did he? Nah, um, Jeff Hendrick, I thought, was piss poor. Um, he had two really good chances and he, he squandered them both. Put your um, through them, man. I mean, I, I don't want to be too negative on a positive podcast, but uh, Hendrick wasn't great. And I think, honestly, tr- I truly believe if Fraser or uh, Almiron played in Hendrick's position last night, we would have scored a couple more goals because Burnley were shit scared of pace uh, all night long. They couldn't handle Maximin wherever he was on the field. And I think if Miggy was on the ball as well, linking up with Maximin, I think it would have blew them away. Uh, by more than four or three. came out. He's came out and he's actually said, you know, well played, ASM. Well played. And you get ready for when we play at Turf Moor next time. They are going to have players on top of him like, all what they're going like to do, do, kick the shit out of him even more. <laughs> I probably twice as much. It'll be like WWE or in UFC or something like that. You know, uh, but yeah, no doubt about it because he's came out after after the game and he's spoken so um, nicely. To be fair to him about uh, about ASM and the impact that he had on Newcastle, and we look a different proposition, mate, with that lad in the team. It gets uh-huh. us so much further forward. He does so much. It's not just the great passes, the fantastic goals. He does a, a load of other things, and there's so many tools in his toolbox. It's unbelievable. Uh, and um, you know the the fake. Well, I'm saying the fake Mike Ashley account on Twitter. It's probably the real deal. 
He's sitting there going, oh, I want to accept a £45 million bid for him <laughs> During the match, I was like, I had Twitter on. And I've got him set up, and he came from, and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But, um, oh, absolutely uh, fantastic. But, yeah, Jeff Hendrick yesterday. I don't know whether it was psychological. He couldn't do it against Burnley. Uh, whether it's because he's playing out on the on in an unfavoured position, he's got a little bit of the tit on. Um, I don't know. And yes, it was a fantastic team performance, but just critiquing. And the thing is, you can. And a, a little point I wanted to make: you can support the team, and you can want the team to do well, and still critique certain elements of the performance or the game yeah. or the plan. You know what I mean? Just because. I've seen quotes from Shankly and all sorts uh, floating around social media today. If you if you can't support the team uh, when they're losing, don't support them when they're winning. We always support the team. Everybody does. But Wouldn't if you see a problem... Mate, if, we weren't, if we didn't care, mate. You exactly. I mean? Exactly. But, you know, you can quote Shankly and everything else that you want all day long. But if you see things that are wrong, you've got you've got to highlight that. But at the same time, fantastic. You know, we, we, how many times, mate, have we travelled the country up and down on you know ridiculous times of the you know uh, night and stuff like that. Uh, how how much do we do you know with regards to my pie twenty four seven and previously yeah. before at the, at the other place? Um, you know what I mean. <laughs> we're as passionate as they come about Newcastle United, but 100%. we're also two very very honest people, and we always call it as we see it. There's no there's no like oh I I I hate. Um, players from country X or I don't like uh, this type of player or I don't like quick players or I don't like old-fashioned centre-backs or this, that and the other. Just literally call it, we want the best for Newcastle. We want Newcastle to win every week. Um, but but to say to people, oh, you you know, if you can't support them when they're losing, of course we support them when we're losing. It hurts. It's painful. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um it put you at me, ask me, missus. It puts me in a right mood every time we lose. I'm sitting there, Same. I'm like a right, you know, a right grump on and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you can still critique and support and still point things out and still say how we would look to get things better for the future or even better than what you know they are. Um, well, I, I know what you're on about, Paul, because we had a couple. We had a couple on my Twitter this week. Um, yeah. Oh, you've only posted the popular opinion and all this shit. I'm like, that's how I feel. Like, if people if people agree with it, crack on. Or if you disagree with it now, telling us that you disagree with it, crack on. I'll message you back and I'll tell you how I feel. It's just just banter the way, the way I see it. I mean... Just if, honesty. If, just honesty. Exactly. If, the, if there is a couple... If the, like if there is Twitter accounts that, that do for follows or do for likes, whatever, crack on. But I don't, do you know what I mean? And uh, like, and I know there's many other Twitter accounts, uh, Newcastle based that don't either. Do you know what I mean? There's, 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 there's more that do for the love than than there is that do for the for the um, uh, monetization or anything like that. Do you, like, I, I, I just don't see it myself. Um, but I think it's it's more than any more than that else. Uh, there's more that that uh, do for the love than than anything else. So it's not a worry. But it pisses off when I see comments like that in any way. But um. It does, it does. Because I mean, yeah. I, I, again, I mentioned it on the view from the fan. You know, I'm 40 next month, and I have to keep punching myself for that one. But in all of these four decades, I have seen Newcastle win one trophy that looks like an oversized, uh, you know, TV aerial. <laughs> that, that that is it. I've seen all sorts. I've seen sexy football. I've seen entertainers. I've seen uh, Downess. 
you know, I, I've seen it all. Oh, I've been, yeah, I've seen Wally with the Broly, you name it. I've seen some great stuff, some bad stuff. I will just continue just if I, if I see it and I think it, 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 it'll come out and that's as simple as, uh, as it. But always, don't ever, ever, ever for a second think that I'm not 100% want Newcastle to win. You know, I'd love every player to play fantastic, us to win every single week and to win the league and cups all the time. I'd love it. I'd love it if we could do like a Manchester United, you know, like a Manchester United of the nineties or a Chelsea or uh, you know a Man City or out like that. And and I'm not I'm not going to lie, but again, even if even if we say we had the Man City squad and we were battling it out with Liverpool for for the for the title, and we were so many points clear. Again, like back in the day when Newcastle were 15 points clear, I was still saying to my, to my mates at the time, oh, we, we've missed a trick out. We, we could have done with signing, you know, such and such, and, and so on. Uh, and then like w- when we sold Cole, I was like, I was, you know, critical, even though things were going well. You've got to critique. It's it's balanced. It's debate. It's banter. But some people don't get that. Aye. But um, to, to summarise, so, mate, we're, we're on seven... Seven points from from four games. We're in the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup. Newcastle do need to improve, as I say, at the at the top of the podcast. Um, but if you had said quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup with a fav- with a fa- the, one of the more favourable ties in Brentford away, it is a hard tie. But obviously, it's more favourable than could have been Liverpool. It could have been a lot yeah. harder with a very big chance at a semi final um, and top six after four games. I suppose on the surface. You would have bit someone's hand off for it, but Newcastle do need to improve, and I think last night is a good foundation to build on that. But like I says again at the top of the podcast, Steve Bruce is going to make his bread and butter on consistency in managing the squad and keeping people fit and not making the mistakes of last season and early this season where he's brought maybe people back too early and they've re-injured themselves and etc. etc. But um hopefully we can have this international break now. And within that time, Paul, we're going to use it to um, get a couple of things sorted, add an intro and an outro at the podcast, have our name sorted. We've got the name, actually. Oh, uh, the name gonna, is absolutely it, fucking it's, uh, brilliant. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one sent in from a, from a follower of ours, and uh, I'll shout you out mate, when, um, when, the, when we do announce the name, but it's... Um, Absolutely brilliant! I, I love the name. Is, um, so we're going to get some. We're going to get some intros made for it. Um, we're going to get some uh, art made for it, and that's for logos and whatnot over the next couple of weeks, and then uh, and then uh, crack on with it. But uh, over the international break, we've got the Supermark uh, interview coming. Uh, all that, that. All, all that sort. Of, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Um, we've got. We'll have a couple of more things. We'll have a roundup of the week and stuff. We'll have a, a transfer special after the deadline day is done as well just to round up the signings and I'm sure it'll be the Colin Wilson fan club all over again but um, if there's nothing else you want to add me from from the game and I will we'll leave it there I think yeah like I said just um, again just thanks for all the support and like I say make sure you check out the Super Mac one because obviously England playing it's a little bit of a ball fest isn't it let's be honest uh, same players all the time and same old England and stuff so looking forward to listening to what Super Mac has to say because I could listen to him speak all day long uh, the knowledge and stuff like that and it's so refreshing to listen to somebody like Super Mac as opposed to I don't know Jimmy Redknapp and Tim Sherwood um, you know what I mean 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, so looking forward to that, mate. It'll be uh, yeah. it'll be spot on, and obviously looking forward to uh, revealing the name of this podcast because uh, oh, unbelievable, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, it's a it's it's a good and like, but um, I really looking forward to, to the Supermark podcast coming out, and uh, I it should be uh, enjoy your week coming up. No football to worry about, no tactics to worry about for another week. But uh, we're still very much active here on uh, Magpie 24-7. And uh, yeah, keep keep on with Facebook and keep on with uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And keep interacting with us because we do enjoy it. We do appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I'll stop waffling and uh, I'll leave. <laughs> love you and leave you. And uh, catch us in a bit, everyone. Take care.